and welcome back to another episode of the Dishes and Dimes podcast. I'm your host, Christian Oblena, and today um, we're going to be talking about a legend, a man bigger than life. Um, a lot of people my age uh, looked up to this player, looked, looked up to this person in general. Um, here to talk about it is one of my best friends, Deep Doss. He was uh, in another episode with me about... I'd say like seven months ago, uh, over the off season, talking about um, the duos with NBA, um, and he's back again to talk about Kobe Bean Bryant, um, the late legend of the Los Angeles Lakers, who passed away right just at a really weird time, a really unexpected time, only at the age of forty-one. Um, but yeah, I'm deep. Welcome back to the pod. Um, good to see you again. Good to be back, man. Good to be back. I was excited to do another episode. I just wished it would be under different circumstances. Right. Um, I mean, where do we start? Kobe Bryant was a person you and me grew up watching. Um, someone in, I mean, my personal basketball experience, someone who I rooted against year after year after year <laughs> as a Warriors fan, but, um, I remember even vividly watching his back-to-back finals in 09 and, and 2010, really pulling for the Lakers. Um, really? I, yeah. Cel- why? I, I do. I, I I think even in 08, when they played the Celtics, I was really mad that the 08 Celtics won. I, I, the I, big I, three? Yeah. I just, uh, I had a really hate. I don't know if a hate is, a, is the right word, but I definitely rooted against the 08 Celtics. I didn't like um, Ray Allen. I didn't like Rajon Rondo. I didn't like Paul Pierce. So, like, it was only natural for me to root for the Lakers because they were playing against them. And seeing Kobe Bryant play three straight years in the finals um, and cementing his legacy as, you know, winning five rings, being a huge champion in the NBA, like, changed my perspective of who he was and um, changed my perspective of, you know, rooting for him for the next, what, six years until he finally retired. And, um, you know, thinking back only a week ago when he passed away, I was, I mentioned my previous episode, but I woke up from a nap and I woke up to the notification and a bunch of texts, um, including you as well. Um, and, you woke up hours later, or like right after. I woke broke? up around, uh, let's say, the news started breaking around noon, right? Let's eleven thirty. Eleven thirty noon. Yeah. I woke up at noon. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, it, it was like twenty or thirty minutes was like notification from when it hashed, when it first started, and I was sitting in a car, so I was like, I didn't really know how to act, or I didn't know how to feel. I it felt kind of numb, like I'd. I knew his body was confirmed as, you know, there in the crash, but there, I mean, because I, we don't know him personally, it was hard to accept the fact that he was dead. Yeah. Right. Like, like what was your, where were you or like, what was your type of like environment when you found out he passed? Um, <clears throat> I was in my friend's room actually. And I hear out in the hallway, I hear one of my friends says, oh no, like there's no way. 
And I start hearing a bunch of voices just start going on the hallway. I'm like, what happened? And I peek my head out and I'm like, is everything good? And they're like, someone said Kobe died. And my immediate, the first thing that came out of my mouth was Kobe who? Because mm-hmm. there, there's no way it can be Kobe Bryant. I mean, the man's invincible. There's, there's just no way. And um, it was just, it was just a state of shock after that. Honestly, it was a state of shock and just disbelief. Honestly, I, it was TMZ. TMZ is really reliable. Honestly, on stuff like this. Yeah. But I wanted to wait until someone like Woj confirmed it. Yeah. Um, with any big news in the NBA, you always kind of wait for Woj to, you know. Um, drop his take or his kind of report. Um, and I remember reading the text. I didn't kind of read the article. I was kind of just sitting there and I was reading text. And you even mentioned that like Rick Fox could have been on on that on the helicopter. Um, we don't we didn't know if it was his daughters or his or his wife or who else was on that helicopter. And um, the next couple hours of just kind of like finding out more and more about the situation was honestly probably the worst part of kind of finding out that Kobe died was that like slowly and slowly at by the end of sun like by Sunday night we realized that it was nine people that passed and from the initial report it was like five and then we found out Gianna and um her teammate, the coach, and then teammate's the, mom, yeah, uh, and the other family, the baseball coach, and his wife and daughter, and it was just a horrible, horrible accident, and it's still hard to kind of fathom that he was lost in that, and along with his daughter, and even throughout all the tributes, all, everything that happened in the past week or so, like it's still hard to kind of accept the fact that he's gone and it's going to be a while for I think a lot I mean it's going to be a while for a lot of people I mean this is someone that was we pretty much watched him his entire career probably even half of his life I mean we weren't alive when he was drafted in the NBA of course yeah um and we weren't you know old enough to kind of watch his early years. The 3P. Yeah, the 3P and everything. Um, But for most Kobe fans, they've watched him since he was 17. Yeah. They've watched him since he was drafted out of high school, out of Lower Marion, and kind of watched him progress as not just an NBA player, but just as a human being. And when you're in the NBA, you're in the eyes of the public pretty much – your entire career unless until you go home after practice or a game or or anything like that you're you're in the private of your own privacy in your own home whenever he goes out whenever he goes out to um play a game and whatnot he's in the eyes of the public and pretty much half almost almost more than half his life has been 20 out of 41 years right yeah in the the media yeah and as a star too in the spotlight mm-hmm. not some role player i mm-hmm. mean in the spotlight so he's touching the lives of millions millions maybe i mean just so many people um rooted against him rooted for him never cared about him but they always saw him everyone knew his name <clears throat> it takes a lot for someone to be recognized for their only their first name Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. 
it's a mark of greatness. Right? So you hear the name Kobe. There are a lot of other people in the world named Kobe, but you automatically think of Kobe Bryant and there's no, there won't be anyone else. Um, I mean, obviously LeBron, um, not even like, even if you say Michael, like mm-hmm. there, there's Michael Jackson, there's Michael Jordan, there's... That's true. That is it's, true. It's, and it's a very common name. But when you say MJ, you think... You think of Jordan, obviously, yeah. Or you still well, think of Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson right? Yeah, yeah that's, true, that's um, true. Until you say Michael Jordan, then then it's like, okay, we're talking about Michael Jordan. But you hear Kobe and it's just Kobe Bryant. Played 20 years with the Lakers the face of the NBA for a good decade, maybe. Um, Took the torch from Jordan. Mm-hmm. Wa- wanted to mold his game from Jordan. Um, Closest thing we've ever seen to Jordan. <laughs> and it's, it is hard to admit um, as kind of like a basketball head, looking back on kind of his career and kind of his life the past week, kind of preparing for this um took a lot of things for like for granted um the things he brought to the court the things he said the effect he had on people um it's hard to kind of appreciate appreciate that only in the moment yeah yeah only what four or five years from his retirement and still kind of a prominent figure in the world um I mean he won a an Oscar for God's sakes. Like, um, and then looking back on his life and his career, it's, it was hard to, I mean, it, it hurt me so much to like, to not realize then what we had in him and not just on the court, like the stuff he did on the court was amazing. And, helped his legacy and made him a legend. But I want to say like even probably half of who he was, his, the again, like the mama mentality, the, the intensity, the, the emotion, the emotion he brought to the game, to the fans, to the, to the NBA was, um, was way bigger than anything he achieved on the court. And I think that's, the one thing that I'll take away from, you know, who Kobe Bryant was. Um, I mean, what were your favorite type of like memories? The the things that kind of like when you when you think of like Kobe Bryant moments, like what are the things that kind of like that pops up into your head? <clears throat> there's honestly there's honestly three things that pop into my head because mm-hmm. you've been watching hoop a lot longer than me. I've been <clears throat> watching hoop since like 2010. So it was right around the time, you know, he got that last chip. But um, there's three things that popped in my head. Kobe's finals against the Pistons, because that was the first ever NBA finals I watched. And I remember rooting for the Pistons for mm-hmm. the same reason that so many people rooted against the Lakers, because of Kobe Bryant. It was like, right. oh, okay, this guy. It was like Tom Brady was the first name I ever heard in football. Same thing for the NBA, right. Kobe Bryant. And so I was like, you know, oh, he already has a bunch of rings. You know, screw him. Then, like, go go Pistons, go Pistons. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember that that thing stood out to me, definitely. The second one is his Christmas Day shot against D-Wade at the top of the key. Uh-huh. It's it just, I mean, those are two people 
two people in their primes. Um, two great players, same position too. You the two best shooting guards in the league at the time. I don't think you can argue that. Um, and just the will. I mean, he called for the ball, took it, had weight on him. Good defense, better shot, better offense, and that kind of just exemplified what Kobe was to uh, me. Yeah, I remember actually like <clears throat> the morning after I was watching Sports Center, um, and I mean. <laughs> For I mean, SportsCenter is like an hour, right? It, it's it's at that time it was like continually. SportsCenter was like it repeated every time, right? Throughout yeah, the morning, yeah, yeah. right, right. right. Um, and for like half the show, it was talking about Kobe Bryant and that shot. Yeah, I mean, this is a shot in the middle of the season, a regular season game. It doesn't really matter. It's east west, um, right? And but they always find a way to kind of keep him at the top of headlines and. Um, keep him at the top of just conversation in general. And that's just who Kobe Bryant was. He he embodied, you know, the energy of L.A., the kind of like he pers- personified L.A. And I, I would I don't I don't agree with you with what's well, not like I don't agree with you, but I, I wouldn't say that 04 finals was like my biggest thing. I mean, I said it earlier on the pod, but the then 09 and 10 like that's I think that's. I watched his highlights this past weekend again, and there are plays where I just remember vividly. Um, the there's this shot he made in Game Five of the 09 Finals where he he's he's driving left, and he comes up and he he has the ball with his right hand going right from his right shoulder. He shows it to Dwight in midair switches hand or not switches hands but switches where the ball is and it shows it to Dwight so like he's uh, in the air he kind of like he's like he goes up and not under but yeah. he goes up and up again like on the left side of his body and like kind of contorts it and just hits like this tough bank shot um and just hit that whole series he was making tough shots of him no matter who they put on him yeah. no matter it was like Michael Peters was the one guarding him a lot. Um, Hito Turkoglu. I mean, no one could really stop him. And then, um, and then that 2010 finals, he was just amazing. Um, I tweeted earlier, probably like yesterday, maybe Saturday, but I said like this, that 2010 series against the Celtics was probably one of the most intense and dramatic and emotional series I've watched um, just from like a fan. Yeah. Just watching every game is just high intensity. Every possession is insane. And sometimes, and not going to lie, like sometimes there is series um, or even finals um, where it's just not that intense. Like the, the energy isn't like super felt there. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that one was one and uh the 2013 finals with spurs heat that was a big one um that was one of my favorite series ever mm -hmm, period mm -hmm. yeah 2016 obviously Cavs warriors but even then like there were like a couple blowouts in that series yeah yeah um so the the intensity like wasn't that crazy but i remember 2010 like in game seven in the fourth quarter maybe like two or three minutes left both teams are in like the 60s in points that's and crazy. that's that's unheard of in today's NBA. Yeah. 
unheard of. There's, 60 at the half in today's NBA. Right. Some some teams score like 80 in the half, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was just ing- insane. And those those two series will probably forever be in like my Kobe memories. Um, obviously, like his crazy dunks. His He's actually one of the best in-game dunkers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think that gets talked about enough, to be honest. Yeah, we all I, know he can dunk, but, like, no one... He was crazy in-game. Right. Dude. Like, everyone remembers, like, his, his rookie dunk contest, which was cool. I think, like, in the 90s, a lot of dunks were cool, but they it's because they weren't done yet. Yeah. In my opinion. But, I mean, like, we have so many more athletic guys now in, yeah. in the league. Um. But he was a crazy in-game dunker. And these are so many in-game dunks where he's had where it's like, whoa, like he's he was one of the most athletic guys we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to like see that because of all of his tough shot making, his his defense. Exactly. And it's easy to forget that because his he had the skills and just the fundamentals he had so down. That's what you that's what you remember about him. Right, right. Um obviously the 81 point game. Um Jalen Rose will forever be. Did you watch that live? No. Oh, me I think either, yeah. I think that was 06. Yeah, I think it was 06. Um, I no, I I didn't watch that live. I I think it was just like a normal like Tuesday, like weekday night in yeah, the, Toronto, in, LA, November game. Yeah, Tuesday, which is random. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously his last game of the of his career. That was what I was gonna say was mm. the third memory that sticks out to me. Not just because of the sixty points, but <laughs> if anything, because of the fifty shots he yeah. took. You know, it's just that's Kobe. Man. I I remember, I watched that. That was a fresh. That was our freshman year of college, and I remember watching that with all like my dorm mates, um, in the hall, and um, me being like the only Warriors fan in my dorm. And I went to UC Riverside, so I was like SoCal. Everyone's a Laker fan or a Clipper. Well, actually, I was just a Laker fan. Um, oh, and that was the same day like, Warriors were going for 73. Yeah, so that was the same game the Warriors were playing with 73. And I think the night before, they were still kind of... ESPN was still debating, like, which one are we going to show on ESPN? Yeah, yeah. Are we going to show... Because they're both going at the same time, both yeah. on, happening on the West. So 7.30, both both were happening. And the Warriors were playing Memphis. So at that time, it really just bottom of the bottom of the pack team. Yeah. And the Lakers were playing the Jazz, who just recently, like that week, were not in playoff contention anymore. I think they were fighting for the AC like really late in the season. And then they just, they couldn't get over the hump to make the playoffs. And so ESPN, I mean, they chose the Kobe game. And granted, I don't know what the debate was. Like looking back on it, there there shouldn't have ever been a debate. You think what's funny is I remember talking to you on that day, <clears throat> and I remember asking you, I was like, "Yo, so Christian, what are you watching, Kobe or you're, the Warriors?" And you're like, "Is it's not a question, Kobe?" I was like, "What? Like, I, that's the last thing I expected, but." Goes to show you. I just, mean, I I watched both. Like we you had them on. We, we yeah, we so we had the we had a TV in like the lounge, right? And so we had the Kobe game on on ESPN, and then I used I used to always stream Warrior games on my laptop. So I was just sitting on the couch with the Warriors game on my laptop, and from time to time I'd check the Warriors game, but my my eyes were glued to the TV. Right, right, yeah. Because I had I had no like the seventy three was great, 
and I mean, we ended they ended up killing the, the Grizzlies by like 30, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it wasn't that special. And obviously after that season, it never really was special because, you know, the Warriors lost to the Cavs in the finals. And I mean, just every possession, we were all just super excited whenever Kobe touched the ball. Yeah. Which it, was every possession. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was, yeah, pretty much every possession, which is great. Um, another one I, I remember was him shooting free throws after tearing his Achilles. Mm. That happened against the Warriors, actually. And when he was shooting free throws, never no one even like realized that he tore his Achilles. Yeah. And it wasn't until probably mid like mid game when he was taking the locker room, that's where they realized, oh, his it's his like it's an Achilles injury. And then he like finished off the season. And that was pretty much the start of like the decline. That was in twenty thirteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. Twenty fourteen. And then ever since then he just wasn't the same. And obviously the Achilles is just one of the worst at that age too. Yeah. One of the worst NBA or or just sports injuries. Sports in general. In, in general. Yeah. 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 Um I mean, so many memories. I, 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 I wish we rolled enough to see him as a young player, um, with Shaq and going against the kind of the older version of Jordan and yeah, you know, the, those days must have been really fun. And he's probably one of the he's one of the players that kind of brought excitement back to the league. I mean, there was this short ever since Jordan retired, there was or Jordan stopped winning there was like a search for the next guy and each shooting guard swing man as a high pick coming to the nba was always yeah was always compared to jordan like vince carter tracy mcgrady um kobe bryant i don't know who else was i think those are the those are the three guys that were always compared to jordan like is he gonna be the next jordan is he gonna be next jordan and I mean, Kobe by far was the next Jordan, yeah, the next Jordan by a mile in our lives for sure. Um, he brought so much to not just the NBA but just life in general. And you, you I mean, we saw it like people posting about MJ, I'm <laughs> people posting about Kobe. Um, Neymar gave him a shot after scoring a goal. Just people from every industry, every just walk of life paying tributes to Kobe and it's it's something really great um it is it's something special and then I don't I don't want you to take this the wrong way I've said this to a few people now but um I don't mean this disrespectfully at all but I was saying okay look Kobe's passed away right mm-hmm. now let's say in 60 years God God hopefully he lives a long life Kevin Durant passes away right mm-hmm. the difference in that is and Durant's, in my opinion, the greatest scorer we've ever seen, other than mm-hmm. Jordan, right? The difference in why this affects so many people is like, as great of a hooper as KD is and all that, what else did he give to us? You know, and then you look at Kobe and it's like, it, it's, it's exactly what you said before. It's everything he did on the court was great, but his legacy is what he did to prepare to be on the court and what mm-hmm. his his emotions and who he was when he was on the court the mama mentality the work ethic the you know just the always the philosophical quotes he had to mm-hmm. you know keep pushing in whatever phase of life you're in and I, that was his impact man um yeah i mean no i i i, I get what you mean you get what i mean i, right? I, I get what you mean it's yeah. it's no like it's just a different 
feeling you get with Kobe. And for, I mean, to be honest, for a while, I, I, I used that emotional and like mental kind of thing he brought to the game. I used that as like a thing to bring him down in his career and judging him with other players. Cause I, when, when I'm comparing to other players, it's like, okay, I see what you mean. I see your point and I get why he was great, but I'm, but, but then I'm like, but that's because everyone loved who you loved him. And I was like, and then that made me feel really bad, especially just kind of like looking back to it. But now's not the time to really regret about that. But now's the time to like, just appreciate and like think back of like how much he meant. Um, I mean, it, it's, it is great that it unites everyone, not just basketball, but just sports in general. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of has a memory of like, um, just being inspired by him. Um, I mean, we've seen it this week, man. Yeah. We've seen it this Super Bowl, 24 yard line. Um, there was a night, I don't know why I was up, but there was a live match. It was Federer and uh, Novak, mm-hmm. and it was 12 a.m. And so I'm just watching the match, whatever, and Novak comes out with the 8 and 24 there. Mm-hmm. That's tennis. You see it in soccer. People were like celebrating this guy the entire week, and mm-hmm. you really saw how far his impact was across all of sports. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, it is crazy to see. And, it goes to show you like sports has such a huge impact on people and what he brought was just bigger than sports, bigger than life in general. Um, so that was, it was a great week of Kobe tributes and like the, all the, the weird stat lines, like the Devin yeah. Booker and Trey Young thing and yeah, combined for 81 points or something like that together. And they both took 24 shots. And yeah. Trey Young was like 81% from the free throw line. And it's just like, what's going on? You know? Exactly. And it's just the power of sports. It just reminds you of like, um, when like a certain play, like I remember, um, when a certain, like the Miami pitcher, I forgot his name, but I just remember like the next game, like the first batter of Miami hits home run cries oh yeah yeah i yeah, forgot yeah, yeah. I, f- oh, I forgot man. who he was a great pitcher too i i just forgot his name they were wearing his name on the back of their jerseys yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. jose fernandez yes yeah. yes yes yeah. jose fernandez there yeah. you go and then the first pit or first pitcher first batters hits home run and like just the power of like sports and something bigger than us is just incredible and i, I love to see it um but i saw this uh article uh wrote it written by the ringer um by Zach Cram, uh, the week he passed away, and it's 24 stats that explain Kobe Bryant's staggering legacy. And so I just, I haven't really read all of it, so it would be nice to just kind of go through the whole thing together um, and just kind of react to everything. Um, so number one, uh, no player in professional sports, in, in any major professional sports, spent more time playing for a team in Los Angeles than Bryant. Oh, really? Oh. So not Kareem, not Jerry West. So just in any LA LA major, Los Angeles majors professional sport, it's Kobe Bryant. Wow. 20 seasons. Bryant played 20 seasons for Lakers. The second longest tenure in NBA history for a one-team player, trailing only Dirk. Obviously, 21 seasons with Dallas. Uh, no other Laker has spent more than... <clears throat> excuse me. No other Laker has spent more than 14 seasons with the franchise. 
In other words, if Bryant had retired after winning his fifth title in 2010, he would still be tied for the longest run in franchise history. Wow. So 14 seasons was the most um, uh, by a Laker. And that's... 14, really? Kareem spent... Oh, he spent... That means he spent six years in Milwaukee, huh? Or like six, seven, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Oh, excuse me. Um, number five, Bryant was the first guard in league history to play 20 seasons. Uh, Vince Carter has since matched and right. passed him. Right. Bryant is the only player in NBA history with two different jersey numbers, obviously number eight and number 24, to be retired by the same team. That's still so impressive to mm -hmm. me. It's so impressive. And I don't think we'll ever see that. No. No, I don't think so. I mean, if you go and put the stats side by side on what he did in 8 and 24, damn near identical in every mm -hmm. way. Uh, Bryant is tied for first in career All-NBA selections with 15, the same number as Kareem, Tim Duncan, and LeBron James. Dear God, 15. Mm -hmm. So that's three-fourths of his career just being an All-NBA player. <laughs> and probably the, the last... Those five are probably like his rookie and sophomore year, and probably like his when he last was coming off the bench, right? And his last couple of years in the, in the NBA. Um, Bryant's eleven first team All NBA selections rank him behind only LeBron and tie him with Karl Malone. So, All NBA first team eleven of those. So he was f he was fifteen All NBA, eleven of them were first team. First team, wow. 11 of them, he was one of the five best players in the NBA, NBA. Mm -hmm. period. Wow. Brian is tied for second in career all defensive selections. That's something that people never talk about is that he was an amazing defender. Um, all Second in career all defensive selections with 12 and tied for first with nine first team all defensive nods. That That's my favorite stat of all, honestly. Tied for first. That's where, with, does it say with who? Um, no, it doesn't say. I'm guessing like Jordan. Yeah, or like probably Jordan. Pippen or, you know, one of the, one of those guys. Right. Uh, number 10, thanks to his mix of talent, longevity, and popularity among fans, Bryant is second in career all-star nods with 18. Jabbar or Kareem had 19. <clears throat> number 11, only, only LeBron has scored more career points in all-star games. Makes sense. Back when the you know all star games were really actually an all star game, actually <laughs> super competitive. <clears throat> so that so that that tells you more like that's harder. Yeah, that's way harder because in the early two thousands, late nineties, those all star games were taken so seriously and they were so competitive. Number twelve, nobody has more all star MVPs. Bryant won four, um, as did Bob Pettit a half century earlier. Bryant ranked third on the all -time, NBA's all-time scoring list, 33,643 points when he retired. Um, yeah, Saturday night, the night <laughs> the night before he passed away, LeBron passed him in Philadelphia, Bryant's hometown. And that's... It's just crazy. I, I, I don't know how to explain that. Um, yeah. Bryant scored 40-plus points in a game 122 times. Third most in league history be behind Wilt and Michael Jordan. So, 
I mean, Wilt is that outlier. Like, he was scoring, <laughs> like, the e- the easiest anyone has scored in, in the NBA. Ever, yeah. And then, obviously, Michael Jordan is the best player we've ever seen. Number 15, Bryant scored 50-plus points in a game 25 times, also third most oh in league history. Oh, my God. Bryant scored 60-plus points in a game six times, second behind Will Chamberlain. Yeah, it's like when you say second or you say behind Will, I almost just I look at him at the top at that point just because how how easily Will scored. That's Mm -hmm. insane. 17, Bryant scored 81 points against the Raptors in 06, not notching the second highest single game total ever, obviously under 100 points by Will Chamberlain. (laughs) Number 18, adjusted for era, Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal put up the highest scoring season for any duo in NBA history the 01 Lakers and the second highest, the 03 Lakers and the fourth highest 02 Lakers and the seventh highest in 2000. So in the top 10 highest scoring season for any duo, they hold four. Wow. So at their peak they're as a duo, they're scoring more than any other duo. (laughs) Um, so they have, yeah, the first and second, Kobe and Shaq. And I don't, I don't know, I would have to look up the other duos in that. Right. But. But I mean, it's pretty clear. I mean, they've always been the best mm, duo of all time. Yeah. Bryant won five titles and earned finals MVPs in 09 and 2010. No team, not even the super team Heat or Warriors, has won a three-peat since Shaq and Kobe. Power of the oh. Lakers to three consecutive titles at the start of the century. For all his scoring, Bryant's most iconic play might be a pass. The lob to Shaq he against the Blazers? toward the start of this run. And I was recently watched um, the All the Smoke podcast with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, and they had Kobe and they were asking about that series or, or whatever and our biggest, I think biggest challenge or something like that. And he said like, they were scared. I mean, they were scared of the Blazers. Like they were so happy to beat the Blazers in that series and to make it um, to their first finals appearance, which is pretty crazy for amount of, you know, his whole 20 year career. Like that's, that's they were one. scared of the Blazers. Was that Blazers seemed that good? They had like old Pippin, um, oh yeah, old Pippin was on. They had Sabonis, Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. But D- not said, old Clyde, right? No, he's gone by that. No, point. no, he's yeah. gone. Um, yeah, that I think I know. I remember watching that place. I mean, I remember that replay like as a young basketball fan. And I was like, okay, cool, like a lob to Shaq. I was like. It's like hella easy, but yeah. I don't know. I guess I there's just see some plays that just get passed on, and it makes sense. I mean, that was the start of their run. Yeah, that was the year they they finally you know they won three in a row after that, and the legend of Shaq and Kobe lives on to this day. So it makes sense. Uh, number twenty one, combining his regular and postseason totals, Bryant played fifty seven fifty seven thousand two hundred and seventy eight minutes. And scored 39,283 points, both ranking fourth in history. 
by those measures, only Kareem, Carl uh, Malone, and LeBron have been more prolific postseason forces. So that's... Okay, oh. More, more prolific... Pro, pro, more prolific postseason. Okay, that makes sense. Number 22, Bryant is the NBA's career leader in only one statistic. <laughs> Missed shots. <laughs> Totaling 1,064 more than second place John Havlicek. Oh, really? Wow. That stat might seem like a strange choice to celebrate, but the very opportunity to shoot that often is a marker of dominance. The top 30... Players and career misses are all current or future Hall of Famers. Mm. So much of Bryant's encore legacy was tied into his irresponsible, oh, irrepressible, sorry, irrepressible determination to compete and to score. He shot and he kept shooting. He know he knew he'd miss, <clears throat> as the misappropriated saying goes, a hundred percent of the shots he didn't take. Mm. And, I mean, we've all seen, like, the memes about Kobe Bryant, you know, the, the controller of, like, <laughs> of it's all, it's all, like, this, it's all shoot. Yeah, it's all the shoot button. Um, just run our tests um, after the 2010 finals. He, he, the, like, the famous quote, he's like, he, he, Kobe passed me the ball. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe passed, passed me, me the ball. ball. He I never mean, passes me the ball. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it just... There, there is some truth to that. Like, he is so. It doesn't speak to how great of a basketball player he was, but it speaks to like how much he wanted to win and how much he believed that he was the reason that his team could win. Yeah. And I mean, it worked out for a lot of his career. So, hey, I mean, I it was. Actually, it was really interesting that the, the morning he passed away, I, I was on Twitter and I saw his stat. It was like LeBron can miss the next, I think like a thousand or so shots or maybe 3000 or something like shots or something like that. And he'll still have like a highest, a higher career field goal percentage than, than Kobe or something like that. Really? Yeah. So I, I saw that, I saw that tweet and I laughed. I was like, dang, that's crazy. And then that's when I started like to start to take a nap. Oh. And then I woke wow. up and then I thought about that the rest of the day. I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. I don't know. And it, it, it came like it, it was it was probably a stat because of LeBron passing Kobe the night before. So, right, right, yeah, right. So everyone's always looking for like those next gen stats, you know? Yeah. Um number twenty three, final two. Brian's final game proved a fitting capstone to his career. He took 50 shots, yep. the most by any player since 1967. Probably Wilt. Really? Since 67? No one has taken 50 shots. James Harden. Okay. No, I don't think James, James Harden. Harden. <laughs> In a ball-dominant effort for the ages, he also scored 60 points, boosting his non-Wilt record mentioned above. And electrified Sable Center crowd, Sable Center crowd in a blazing comeback win. That same night, at the same time, the Warriors won a rec record 73rd regular season game. But all eyes were locked on Bryant, playing his role to the very end. Two decades after his career began, in front of the same fans he'd always entertain. And then the last one, number 24. 
Bryant ranks in the top five in career playoff minutes, field goals made, and attempted, and points. So whatever stat you have in the playoffs, Bryant, Kobe is, is just up there. Only LeBron, Jordan, and Kareem scored more points than Kobe in the playoffs. Shaq ranks fifth. Shaq ranks fifth? Mm-hmm. Oh, my So God. the consistent greatness, yeah, just the greatness he's shown in the, big, the biggest moments. And that's the reason why I remember him so much is because he came through in the biggest moments of his, of his career in the playoffs. And only a handful of guys can really be put in that conversation. Um, for a while, LeBron hasn't been in that conversation. Mm-hmm. The only person we've seen is consistently is like Michael Jordan. And it, it goes to show like he modeled his game after Jordan. He wanted to be better than him. And I mean, he was just an amazing clutch reformer. And that's we'll always remember him because of that. Um, but those are the 24. I think the ones that uh, pop out to me, those were the all defensive selections. Those are the ones definitely, that definitely. Um, were huge. Obviously, the the 8 and 24 retired by the same team. We'll never see that ever again. And just that that's how great Kobe Bryant was. Like, we'll, <laughs> he's so great that we'll celebrate his missed shots. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we'll be like, yeah, he missed. Like, no one will ever care. I don't think. There's not going to be a player where we're gonna we're not gonna bag on him if he misses a shot. Yeah, Steph Curry misses a shot, he'll get some hate. LeBron miss, <laughs> LeBron's missed a a good amount of shots in his career, and he's made a lot of great shots in his career. But his missed shots will always get you know scrutinized and things like that. And there's not really ever going to be a player like Kobe Bryant and um. It's going to be, 2020 is going to be a year of, of remembering him and remembering the other um, individuals that were lost in that crash. And, I mean, his legacy lives on. I can't really say anything else other than that. Um, we're running a little out of time. Do you have any last kind of couple thoughts about Kobe and what you kind of took out of his career? Um... It's just, I've I've been seeing this the picture. I mean, I mean, we've all seen the picture of it's like a drawing of Jordan, his arm around LeBron, and then LeBron, his arm around Kobe, and it's the three of them walking, and mm-hmm. it's just like showing the, the literally the the torch that's been there since, what eighty three to now, mm-hmm. right? And just those are the three players, and and I've been seeing from a lot of people that you know they're they're saying you know I'm I'm done with disrespecting anyone at this point i'm just appreciating greatness right and i think i think that it sucks that it had to happen this way but i'm I'm glad that you because of his passing we're all seeing that impact and you even the people that were hating on him for most of his career because i mean we we weren't hating for most of his career Mm -hmm. just for like a part of it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but for the people that are hating for most of his career and stuff even they feel like terrible now you know and i think it's great because we can finally uh, most people can finally just watch the game of basketball and just appreciate what we're seeing on the floor and and i and i think that it's unfortunate that it had to happen this way but i mean i think that's a that's a huge part of his legacy that 
will carry on and live on. No, I I definitely agree. I think the the trend in the NBA was a lot of like advanced stats, right? So a lot of players didn't like that. A lot of things didn't, you know, wasn't very favorable. So a lot of guys are, you know, being valued for what they bring on the stat sheet um, and what they bring numbers wise. Right. And I think for the last couple of years, a, a lot of NBA fans have fallen in love with that same type of mentality for the game and how you see the court as just kind of like a math equation. Right. Right. And I do agree with you, like because of his passing, although as, as the worst reason to appreciate greatness on the court, it is a testament to just how great he was and how, how much we really should be watching these guys and like thinking about how great they are on the court. Like guys will always be talked about because of their mess shot, their missed shots and their made shots or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Nothing really else, you know, that they see on the court other than that, whether they have a ring or not, whether, um, you know, they have this, career high points or not or you know things like that and I do agree like because of Kobe there's going to be a lot more in the game of basketball to appreciate other than just missed or made shots or you know numbers this numbers that and that's something really to take away and just obviously with any passing just the appreciation of just family and friends and loved ones because you I, I, I do enjoy it is hard because every kind of major death we see in not just the media but just in our own lives like that's when we realize to like love our neighbors and love our it's a know, horrible thing it's it, a horrible it, it thing. is it is it's kind of the truth but it's like it sucks but also like I get it but it does suck like right um kind of just realizing every time someone passes to like keep your closest you know people in your life closer. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the toughest part. Um, Definitely. But it is always a lesson. And I, I feel like Kobe's passing is a huge lesson to all of us. Yeah. And it, it's because of his impact that we we're probably going to remember this a lot more than I hate to say it, but other passings that have happened in the past that made us forget to, you know, cherish the people we have. Right. Um, and we just one more thing I wanted to say, we've been talking the whole podcast about Kobe Bryant, the player, but I think the reason that's hit home with everyone and what we also need to celebrate was Kobe Bryant, the man. Um, because for the people that watched him get drafted in 96 and then saw him retire, and for us, right, our generation, we grew up watching Kobe, but we grew up watching Kobe grow too. He was this immature 17-year-old kid who wanted to take 50 shots. And yeah, he did it when he was 30, you know, 37 too. Right. But the difference is, is like, you saw after he, you know, had started having kids and this and that. Even his te- old teammates talk about it, about how he turned into a much better teammate and a different person, a different human being. Um, and I think his most beautiful contribution that we are sorely going to miss 
was how much he was pushing the women's game forward. Mm -hmm. And he was advocating for not just women's basketball in the WNBA and to give these women hoopers who are who are hoopers mm -hmm. their respect and their due, but women's sports altogether. And I think th that was huge. And that showed me a lot about who he was as a man and uh, like the just a respect factor mm -hmm. because, I mean, it's just... Sports are sometimes really misogynistic, and a lot of the players sometimes are really misogynistic. Mm -hmm. And it was great to see what he was doing there. And um, I saw this video, you know, um, a few days ago about this kid, or it was to this kid from Kobe, just a random kid. He's he has his second basketball tryout in high school, and he's hell nervous. And his somehow they got in contact with Kobe, the parents, and he made a video literally saying like, you know, encouraging him and saying like, look, just go out there, ball. This is what you do. Don't think about it too much. Don't think about the guy next to you. This and that. For no reason. He doesn't have to do this. He's Kobe Bean Bryant. Mm -hmm. He can just live like a baller and just chill like he, he always does. But he was always helping the next generation come forward. Mm -hmm. All the current NBA players, he took out time out of his day to mentor. Mm -hmm. Hitting up Sharif O'Neal. When Sharif O'Neal got hurt and he felt like his basketball future was done, who is the person that pushed him forward? Mm -hmm. Not Shaquille. It was Kobe mm -hmm. that visited him in the hospital. All these things and like... His life was just getting started and he had so much to give to the world, which is we're not we're not going to miss Kobe Bryant, the basketball player. We're missing out on Kobe Bryant, the man and what he was going to do. No, well this said, well said, because just adding on to that, like listening to a bunch of podcasts and like video watching videos and interviews and whatnot and people, you know, talking about their experience with him, their life experiences with Kobe a lot of it is very like behind the doors, behind closed doors and um, of Kobe kind of like being a human, like a, a down to earth guy. And he, I mean, all of these people are like famous and like they're, you know, they're talk shows and, you know, they're, they're athletes and they have that experience with him. But like you said, like with the kid and, you know, he just wants to help. He wants to push um, boundaries you wants to kind of progress and see the world kind of you know be good and <laughs> like for lack of better for lack of better term like he just wants to make a change and he used his platform really well yeah um, um but i mean long live kobe bryant like he's gonna be truly missed so is gianna so is everyone else that was on that crash and it's going to be tough. Um, it's going to take a long time for it to feel real, man. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. Um, but thanks for your time. This has been a great episode. Um, checking out for the Dishes and Dimes podcast, episode 18. Um, this has been a great episode, and we'll see you next time.